looking for a receiver. He takes it himself, shakes the defender. He bounces out, and I think he'll get into the end zone. Touchdown, boxers. Kenyon Harris able to run it up the middle, leave a player stuck, bounce out towards the sideline, and run it all the way in for a 20. Hey, now, say now. Again, yeah, huh? that <laughs> was we was What waiting. a call. Hey, Jeez. now, say now, what huh? What a call. Man, you sound real ESPN Plus ready right now. Oh, yeah, we'll be there next month. We'll, we'll be there next month. That was a good call. It's coming. What was that from? What was that from? Pacific. I called my first football game this past weekend. I never called a college football game before. That was my first one. And it is safe to say that the boxers made it very easy for me. They had they won 69-6 was wow. the final score. They had mm. eight interceptions. That's one of six those first half beatdowns. Six <laughs> interceptions in the in the first half broke all types of records. Like How many it was quarterbacks crazy. did the other team play with that? Many they only years? played two. Like the the starting quarterback threw a shit ton of interceptions. Ooh, that didn't help his uh, QB rating. Not at all. Not I, I was on the call saying like, oh, are they going to keep him in there because? Well, if he if was your just starter turning the ball doing... over and over and over and over and over again. Well, let's be clear. You didn't sound like a first-timer. Did you feel like one? No, I didn't feel like one. Mm. It was different. Um, I think for me, like, I have a broadcast pace, if that makes sense. The rhythm of the game is different than, like, fo- than basketball, basketball, which right. I've only called games for basketball, play-by-play right, right. play and analyst. Um, I do both for basketball. So football was obviously a little bit different in terms of the pace of the game. But my pace as a broadcaster kind of kicked in the gear. When it was go time, it was go time. And I just did what I do. And I had a shit ton of fun doing it. I had a lot of fun doing it. Sound like it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. D-Boy and Spencer Share here, by the way, for those of y'all that obviously are used to the introduction that did not come today because I wanted to do something a little bit different and play the call, man. It was a monumental moment in my career. Hey, I'm here. What's happening? Yeah, what's up, bro? It was a monumental moment. Congrats on that. Yeah, congrats on it. You know, I was going to say, like, the pace, you you nailed it totally. The pace of basketball and football are different. Yeah. Talked about that leading up to it. Absolutely. You know, and I feel like, yeah, absolutely. Lended yourself to that pace. Super bouncy call right through the touchdown. And then you kind of kept that same pace. It's like a, a concept that comedians use and stuff. Or, or performers in general, like, stay in the moment, stay in the bit, like, all the way through, past yeah. the applause. You know right, what I mean? right, right, right. And, and you definitely did that, so that was tight. Appreciate mm-hmm. it, man. And it seemed like, naturally, you might have talked faster in that, which I feel like football gives that. Even though you would think basketball is a faster-paced sport, it's like, when I think of NFL commentating, like, I hear the... You know, and he's at the 40, 30, 20, 10. And like, and it, it's kind of like it gradually gets... More intensified, like you said, through a touchdown and things like that. Well, I think I think the reason for that is because football is such an explosive sport. At my basketball point. more so has a flow, and that's, where football is stop and it started. And and boom! That's it's what a, I meant it's an explosion. By the you know what I mean? The experience that yeah. I got from listening to it seemed to match that. That's exactly what my point was. Where I feel like it is those times in basketball where a big dunk or something calls for that. But like you said, again, you more in a in a pace and a steady flow with basketball where I, right. I felt that. Sure. So that was tight. Yeah. yeah, a little more poppy in football. Yeah. It's a lot. Sure. It's, I mean, literally, figuratively, like <laughs> like, you know, obviously, you know, equipment is popping. It's it's the contact is a lot different in football. But yeah, it's definitely a more explosive sport. At least it felt that way in that first game because the boxes just absolutely exploded on University of Puget Sound. So they 
made it a bit easy for me to be able to not only have fun because they made a lot of plays. I mean, eight interceptions. You had some pick sixes ran back. Obviously, that play was a quarterback scramble for a touchdown that you just heard on the call. And it was just like just action packed all in favor of the boxers. So definitely unfortunate for Puget Sound because they just got absolutely lit up out there. But I have yet yeah, to call got, one of those low-scoring 14-6 to six victories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. They got Molly. They got Molly. Yeah, they definitely got, got Molly. But yeah, I've I've yet to call one of the one of those 20 to six scores or 14 to six, seven to six, one of those low-scoring football games. So I'm intrigued to see how that'll be. But Pacific's football team is looking pretty good right now. They're on a three-game win streak. They're three and one, two and zero oh in conference play. Obviously showed up at home that was homecoming that was a homecoming game for the boxers too so that was big time again a lot of playmakers on both sides of the ball they got some ball hawks defensively they got a quarterback who is a two-time or a back-to-back i should say nwc northwest conference player of the week they've got some they got something going on over there in forest grove at, with pacific football now this weekend hey shout out forest grove what's up yeah that's your hometown baby <laughs> yeah. oh, yes shit. sir <laughs> I, don't, I don't kick it around that much anymore but, yeah you know, yeah but it's where you're from shots, man yeah. it's home it's home yeah. but but this weekend is going to be a tough one for them they play against linfield linfield is ranked number seven in the nation and oh wow they're 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 a division three powerhouse. I was about in to football. say they always been good. I feel like since I was, you know, even back here playing sports, like they it seemed like Linfield was always a name in the football realm now. Division three football, Linfield yeah. is definitely a national powerhouse. Now, although the boxers are coming into the game, the underdogs, you will never hear me spew from out of my lips that Linfield is gonna be Pacific. Because I'm a boxer alum and we can't stand Linfield. Mm, okay. Can't stand them. It's a rivalry there. I know Linfield's the favorites, but if you ask for my prediction, I'm going boxers all the way through and through. Call so it bias. I don't give it a heart. I'm I'm going with my uh, my allegiance. <laughs> I'm going with I'm going with my allegiance. You can't catch him up. I mean, <laughs> you found a word. I'm going I'm Damn going it. now now if I'm broadcasting the game I'm gonna make it fair. Bullshit, like I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call the game are you, are fairly. Are you on that call or no? Is that no? I'm not on that call because I only do home games. So that's right. an away okay. game. They play at Linfield, which obviously makes circumstances even tougher for Pacific going to play against the number seven team in the country. Yeah. And yeah, both teams are undefeated in Northwest conference play. And again, we've never beat Linfield before, at least since Pacific football has been reinstated, which was back in 2010. Right. So yeah, but you're still never going to hear me say that Linfield is going to be Pacific. It's just not going to happen. I pledge I allegiance I to the boxers. It. it ain't like you betting, so I respect no, it. I'm not betting. I'm not betting. So <laughs> You want to bet? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun. And so the next game that I will be calling isn't until October 30th. So that's when you can hear me back on the call Mischief for Pacific night. Football. But the night before that, you said what? Mischief night. Mischief night? October yeah. 30th? Yeah. Is that how that That's works? That's what they call it. Yeah. 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 Night before Halloween. Night yeah. before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. It is spooky. Spooky. Yeah. Spooky. <laughs> spooky season, Pete. Thank you. Well, but the night before mischief night, October 29th, we still got the Brian Hooks comedy <laughs> show. Oh, it's going to be cracking. The yeah. It's getting, it's out. getting the a good response. Uh, it's all through Portland right now. We got a lot of stuff going. We got three uh, opening acts. We got a costume contest. We got me performing, hitting the stage for the first time in over a year. And we got the legendary, as you said it, 
uh, Brian Hooks, comedian Absolutely. slash actor who's played some major roles in some major movies. So, uh, you know, that's going to be so fun leading up into the Hall- Halloween weekend and the rest of the year. It's just going to be cracking. Definitely, definitely. Cracking. And I'm excited to DJ again. And I'm you're kinda, DJing. And you're I'm DJing. DJing. I'm DJing. We have to forget that with all the shit that you do. Yeah, man. man. Yeah, man. I, I curate the vibes. I, I curate <laughs> the vibes. Those comedy shows from Ooh. your perspective, Ooh. that is a tough gig. Mm. Because mm. guys will be up there and the room is raucous. And it's real, you know what I'm saying? You know how it is. Like, yeah, you got to fill out you the gotta, in-between and, moments and everything and, in between. And so comedians lean on you a lot because you're Absolutely. on the stage Facts. with them. So Facts. it's like you're, you know, you're, you're very much a part of the show sort of throughout, which is like, dude, that's as a D, just from a DJ perspective, that's an incredibly tough position to be in because it's like, this isn't what I do. I spin cuts. I spin cuts. And I have a microphone, so I'm yeah. spinning cuts and... and Halfway emceeing, like we have a host. Yeah. Shout out to Brim; he's gonna be the host of the of the show. But you know, he'll introduce the the, the comics as but they come again, up and the stuff DJ's like that. Way but even helps with that. For yeah, him. get his bounce yeah. on and feel himself to be able to announce who's coming up next. Absolutely, you you a key piece. You and even me? in the beginning, when the doors open and everybody's yeah, coming in, and you don't time. want people just staring at each other, yeah. you want them to they, they already the feel the vibe. You know what I mean? Already. So that is going to be the place to be. That night, it will though, be in Portland. It will 29th, be twenty ninth, Jack London Review. Tickets still available. You do have to be vaccinated and or. Uh, get the uh, COVID uh, test within, what, 72 hours? 48, 48. 48. We'll say 48. Just be, say just 48 to, just yeah. to be safe. But get the COVID test, uh, you know, sometime around if you're not vaccinated. Most people vaccinated. So we rocking and rolling, man. It's going to be one for the books, for real. I'll be there. Yeah, we will all be there live in the flesh. Pull up. It'll be a good time. show out. Thank you. And we're obviously going to talk a lot more about comedy later today Mm. with the Dave Chappelle Mm. stuff. So we'll we'll get there. And and quite frankly, like, you all know how I operate in terms of how I try to select content for this podcast. I like to always sort of localize whatever story it is that we're covering here. Or I like to correlate that to something that we're actually doing so we're not just gossiping about comedy like we also have a comedy we also have a comedy show coming up in like two weeks so we're in this world we're in this world you know what i mean it's it's not just us talking about it because that's the trending topic i like to talk about it because in some form or another there's usually some relation to something that one of us do indeed something that one of us do so we'll definitely get into the Chappelle stuff later but we got to start with John Gruden. Damn, John. Chucky. We got to start with John Gruden. And, and here's the thing. Obviously, everybody knows what happened with John Gruden. Um, but for those that don't, whoever may have been under a rock, and the Wake Up and Win podcast was able to lift up that rock so you can get from under it, we were, we're definitely glad to do so. But John Gruden was fired. No, he, he resigned. And I think it's very clear. I mean, it's very important that we speak to the fact that he resigned. And I'll speak to that as we progress in this topic. But John Gruden resigned from coaching the Las Vegas Raiders because he had emails that were released that were found by way of an investigation on the Washington football team where he made racist comments about Damara Smith, who is the executive director of the NFL PA. He also uh, made homophobic comments about Michael Sam back when Michael Sam Um, was going to get drafted. Jeff Fisher was drafting him to the Rams. He made misogynistic comments about women and cheerleaders and was sharing topless 
photos of cheerleaders of the football teams. And this is all on the work email, by the way, which is definitely important here because this is all on work email. He also made more racist comments, and at least I deemed them to be racist, about Eric Reed and wanting Eric Reed to be fired when he and Kaepernick were taking a stance against police brutality. Just all It's just a laundry full of things that came out, a, lot, a whole lot of dirty laundry came out in this instance, and he's no longer the coach of the Oakland Raiders. Now, last Thursday, we were, it's a Thursday night right now when we're recording. We record here on Thursday night. So last Thursday, obviously, the initial report about the comments he made about Damaris Smith calling him dumb Morris Smith and also saying that his lips were as big as Michelin tires – those comments were released by the Wall Street Journal on Friday. So I guess trying to find a place to start here because there's so much to unpack. We haven't been able to record since last Thursday. So we've been able to sort of see this entire thing play out from last Friday when the initial report came out on Wall Street Journal all the way up to right now where a lot of us are waiting to see what other emails are going to be dug up. What more information are we going to find in this investigation that's going on with the Washington football team? Because a lot of us feel that there's a lot more to come that just hasn't been reported on yet. But indeed, those investigative journalists will get the job done and report on it sooner than later, especially based on the eruption that this entire situation has caused. But last Friday, he calls... He calls DeMar Smith, or the or the reports come out that he calls DeMar Smith, DeMar Smith, makes the Michelin Tire statements. And he actually came out and apologized to DeMar Smith, or kind of said he apologized. Yeah, I think the quote was, I have never, so I'm paraphrasing, but he said, like, I've never had a blade of racism in me. Yeah, I don't have, I've never had a blade of racism what? in me. I don't have a racist bone in my body. And how about this one? I use rubber lips for people that I believe are liars. But then in the same token said that he didn't think that Demora Smith was a liar. He didn't think that Demora Smith was dumb. So he's given a lot of bullshit excuses at that time. And the fucked up part about it was there was a whole lot of people caping for him when that happened on Friday when the initial reports came out, oh, it was ten years ago. I was one. Oh, of them. it was. I'm sorry. Oh, he worked I was at. One of them. He worked at ESPN, and it wasn't. I had his back at first. It, he worked at ESPN, and he didn't work for the NFL, so he Stand shouldn't be fired to the NFL. Well, we're here today to shut all the narratives down, and and we're gonna start with that. And I definitely, I want to start actually with, for one, the first racist comment that. We were privy to see, obviously, the Damar Smith comments. The first ones that we were willing to see, instead of him just being able to apologize and give some kind of excuse for that, there should have at least been some sort of corrective action plan from that rather than just him being able to say on his own merit, he's not a racist, Damar Smith isn't a liar, and Damar Smith isn't dumb. I was one of the people that felt like he shouldn't have even coached on Sunday had those comments not had any consequences for them because we should have knew what kind of guy he was based on the commentary that he made. With the lips? Absolutely. You didn't think that was racist? Mm -mm. I mean, it was definitely racist. It was 100. Well, and we know that now, 100%. Rubber, rubber lips. 
no, no Mich- lips big as lips big as Michelin tires, and then his excuse was that yeah. he thought he caused rubber tires are made of rubber, of course, and he caused liars rubber lips. That yeah, was his way out that, of that's a, being able to say that he wasn't that, being racist by calling. That was that was terrible. I mean, yeah, I put it like this. I mean, maybe I'm missing something, but that part. Again, I was one of the people when the initial stuff came out. I didn't think that that was blatantly racist to where it just made me like, oh, I'm anti John Gruden. That on top also, of dumb Morris Smith. So that again, now that's just district again. Why? Why did like, you? It's like again, I, I that's kind of childish. That's like calling somebody Dumbo. We grown men like right. dumb Morris Smith. That still wasn't enough for me. It was these three things that Demoris Smith, whatever he called him, that wasn't enough. The rubber lips thing, I didn't think it was blatantly racist. And then the time frame, 2010. Since then, we've read articles, we've heard stuff. This is from 2010 to 2018. I just want to say as an aside, John Gruden, John Gruden in 2010 was 48 years old. Just want to say that. Again, that's not what I'm saying. Like, that, that's childish. But 2018, that's recent. That's three years ago. But, but here's the problem with the 2010 argument is that he worked at ESPN. Facts. ESPN is contractually partnered with that of the NFL. So to try to separate as if I'm not he trying wasn't to separate that. because because that but but a lot of people are. I'm right, not saying right, that you are, but right. a lot of people are trying to separate the fact that hey, this guy didn't even work for the NFL, so he shouldn't be held reliable for the comments that email fool exactly That's why are you problem. why it's in writing and that uh, and, and the fact that and the fact that it was in writing is a lot of the reason why i feel that friday something should have been done because it was proven that he did say some foul shit but instead we just were able to believe him for his word and it was that easy for him to be able to ex- escape that obviously up until the new york times report came out on monday he shouldn't have gotten away so easily with that one and again with him working for espn who has a contractual obligation with that of the NFL, it doesn't matter if that was 10 years ago and it was a different entity. Those entities were connected. What about him calling somebody a faggot? He got called out for that, too. I mean, he, that's he, he how it that, say that. He did I, say that I, I, word. Again, but again, how many times do you not feel highly of somebody you despise of someone and you i'm not saying us in particular but how much no, have no, we heard defi- it in contest no, 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 where you like hold you on faggot like De- definitely us. it's happened. We came we were like the last of that generation that used that word in fact in that Again. article quick redaction by the way i know what you meant but earlier you said it was in the wall street journal you must be trying to make money but it's a new york times, times article, yeah right? no friday the initial report was by the wall street journal about demora smith oh okay. and the, the the new york times article was the one that came out on Monday where, where during Monday that. Night Football, where okay. you had where you had the you homophobic comments, you where you found out that slipping. where you found out that, that he was sending pictures of t- topless pictures of cheerleaders. All of that came out Monday, and that's when he ended up resigned. Resigning, which there's a lot of irony with that, obviously, and we'll get to that in just a second. So the and Wall again. Street Journal was Friday before Sunday's game, and yeah. the and the problem that was placed in front of everybody, or the debate that was, was being had, racism. was that. Once those comments came out and they came from his work email, why was he not penalized before Sunday night's game or Sunday's game in particular? It wasn't until Monday when the homophobic stuff came out, when the misogynistic stuff came out, and more racist stuff came out when he had to come out. We got Jay in here too, by the way. Jay Gibbs, man, what you talking about? So so what would y'all feel that actually got him fired? Do you think it had to do with the 
Michelin tires or the homophobic? Uh, Ex- my, well, that's where well, I was going. I think I, the timeline says that it was the homophobic, homophobic and the misogynistic. And, and that's what the, time, I'm the timeline mm. shows that, which is why the point that I'm making is that's a problem in itself. But that because we the, had like, proof of him saying racist things on Friday. But again, that it was a problem. It wasn't, it wasn't proof of blatantly racism. This was blatant homophobic no. stuff. And, and f- furthermore, how was it not proof? Can I, can I Just, tell how you, was I, it not proof? Can I, I wanna, tell you, can, can I tell you the icing on the cake? What really did it? Sharing the pictures of the topless cheerleaders, he's probably still gonna deal with more shit on that. No, nah, that, that's, no. that's a that's an afterthought. That's, that's yeah. No, nothing. it's not an afterthought when you're sharing a woman's titties on your work email. It's not an afterthought. Well, no, here's the no, thing: no, it's, it's hard to that said, today. I'm just saying. I think in the article it said at one point he had used his personal email, but the person that he was exchanging the receiver that was using that was he was using exchanging. Email. Their work email, but that even doesn't, that doesn't but even, discount any. But, yeah, but even with that, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot harder to prove because both of those came out in the New York Times report. My point is, there was a report last Friday about him making racist comments, and he was able to get away with that. Yeah, it, wasn't it wasn't up until Monday when all of these other things were yeah. reported together was worse, that he bro. ended up I being fired, Yo, and there bro, was a problem with th- that. This isn't this isn't my you know argument to make. But from sitting where I'm sitting, and we had this conversation, Devon, you and I, the other day, where we were saying, I mean, at least I I was just sort of pontificating, like, why were those comments not, like, you know, ostensibly the nail in the coffin? And I I told you, I said, it's because, like, they were so cornily racist that it doesn't hurt your feelings. That's my point. He didn't say this N-word or... Okay, yeah, no, 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 for sure. That that may be so. A bunch of of fools like you and I can sit here and be like, oh, you little corny-ass motherfucker, sit down, or whatever. But that doesn't discount the fact that they were... You made know, that the comments were made racist. and 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 to piggyback Just off because of that it's not funny what actually what actually supports that what actually supports that is the fact that more racist comments came out in that last report too where he said that he wanted Eric Reed fired from the NFL for the stance that he was taking with police brutality and with Colin Kaepernick we all know that story but the problem with that is and where the irony comes in that you knew that he want and he meant the absolute worst for black people because he wasn't even willing to get fired himself. But he called for Eric Reed to be fired because Eric Reed made these because he didn't agree with Eric Reed's stance when it came to police brutality. So what I'm saying is, if he wasn't even willing to resign, I mean, if he wasn't even willing to get fired, and he resigned rather than getting fired because we all know optically it looks a lot better to quit than to get fired. Is that is that true? Fact. Optically, it looks a lot better I to quit guess. than get fired. But because. He didn't even get fired. He knew that the optics were a lot worse for that of Eric Reed to be able to maybe ever potentially get a job again because he wanted him fired, terminated, done. No coming back. I know how bad those optics are, and I know what the, what the stance is that Eric Reed has taken, and that is that of going against police yeah, brutality okay, but- against black people. So that just essentially amplified if we're just holding up the racist comments that he made about Demora Smith individually because we now know those comments are racist i can hear you when you say uh, maybe we didn't know if they were racist or not at the time motherfuckers like you which is feeling right because it's corny but it was corny but it still it still is of course course. it still definitely is but that kind of gets debunked because we did actually find out oh actually this dude really was racist how 
because of the Eric yeah. Reed situation. He wanted Eric Reed fired for taking a knee during the national anthem. Yeah, and, and he and he has and uh, he wanted him fired. And like I said, you know, he knew that's worst case scenario. He's for criticized Eric Reed. Roger Goodell sort of you know throughout the entire yeah, you know his tenure in the some bad name. He, he listen, and, I, and it's funny that you say that. I, I just want to say real quick, like. Obviously, like that word is is you know it's not awesome, and it's funny that you say it. I kind of appreciate that you say it because in that article, right off the bat, one of the first paragraphs, that word is spelled out and said, and it's like, okay, it, it's a tough one to hear and it hurts. But you know what wasn't spelled out and said in that article? All of these racist comments, and so where I'm sitting is is like. This is just my quick bone to pick with that article. Go for it. Because it's a New like, York Times article. Because it's Go like, for it. right off the bat, two paragraphs in, in the New York Times, you're saying that word. The F word. The F word. Mm -hmm. The new F word. Mm -hmm, yeah. And then paragraphs deep as they, as you know how they do, bury the, they bury they the, bury racism. the lead, yeah. which is the racism. None of that stuff was articulated. Not in explicitly. Fact, not not explicitly. explicitly. No. And so I'm going like, Okay, so why is it, you know what I'm saying? It's just such a weird, like, position to be in from someone who's like, I'm outside of both of these plights. I'm not, you know, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, with either party that, that has been, uh, you know, affronted. And so I'm just like, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's without, just something to think about. Because it's like, you use that word, but then you don't say any of the racist stuff. Without John Gruden at all, because I'm not. I'm literally but then you just won't, but then responding you, But then you, you don't take seriously the racist stuff that was up front. And that's the and then, problem, because again, that's been normalized. But again, what was the... Sam something? What was the... Michael, Michael Sam. Sam. Michael Sam. Okay. So with that, again, with, with the racist... I mean, with the comments that he used with Damaris Smith and all of that, we don't know the the... Backstory as to the why context. he thinks, yeah, the context of why he think he's a, a liar, why he didn't speak highly of him, whatever. It's probably whatever. football and again, related. And again, but, and, but I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not right, racism. but I'm not justifying it. I'm trying to make a point here. My point is, it's a lot different when Michael Sam for surely didn't do shit to you. This is you him coming out before man. exactly, and you say he shouldn't have a place in the NFL. That seems to be why that's more of the the focal point. Than the racism because this is more blatantly when you when you drop in the I don't agree. I disagree. A hundred percent. I don't agree with that. And the yeah, reason I, why I think that that's the approach that they're taking. No, is that this I don't. Is no, a lot more I don't. This is a systemic issue. Where, man. Where I think our, so too. But I'm but I'm saying <laughs> with the comments issue. he made, he buried it and made it a little softer than blatant racism. Where this is just blatant yeah, you homophobia. Know why? You know why? Because that shit is way. He, it's way fucked up. That's why yeah, he, he felt he was privileged enough York to be Times, able to do that and still coach on Sunday. And, and he York, did, which the, was the problem. And the New York Times and our society and everyone on the tip of their tongues and on the top of their toes right here, right now, today, right. as we move, right. we try to give as much care and, and, and consideration to the LGBTQ community and the way that we whatever, ju ju you know, just For like sure. we quote unquote do with everything else except... Here we are again, just just like a rerun of an old TV show. Mm -hmm. We got people talking about, no, 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 we give a shit about racism. We give a shit about racism. But then you don't give it's a shit. It's on the football field. It's on the back of the helmets. No, hold on. And then, it's and all, then right it's everywhere. To, right. And then right down to it, to the most, like, you know, uh, uh, I guess, storied, um, important pub news publication in this country. Right down to that as they, you know, obviously show their hand and show us exactly what we've been knowing. They'll say faggot, but they won't even say 
that he had lips as big as a Michelin tire. But I've read, yeah. I mean, I just think you, you, you that think I think it's just I think okay I'm stuck to say that word, even though you care about that? that. It's a corny ass, quote unquote, racist sure. ass joke. But it's exa- corny as hell. Yeah, it, that's why I mean? it doesn't hurt so your feelings. Yeah, but it still it was, is. It didn't seem. But it exists. Hateful, you, feel you know. I mean? But it exists. Like if someone said that to you at a bar, you'd laugh at him. Okay, so not in Portland. Okay, so what about what about all the black people who've come out? Because I wanted to ask y'all about this too. What about the black the players that have come out? High prolific players who have spoken and said they've never sensed this or felt this from John Gruden. Do you think that helps his case at all, or do you think he's done? Just under- oh, yeah, he's, he's never, done. He's I mean, I know he's done, but I'm asking just from NFL a, again. I guess from a social perspective, do you think that that kind of stuff? I think helps? That, I think that that I think that that is all football. Like rose, you know, pigskin colored glasses, bro. The players aren't the one in power. No, no. The players aren't the one in power. So that part has to be acknowledged as well. Because, listen, I've been in a workplace environment where racism was allowed. In fact, I I brought it up on here before, but I'll bring it up again. The Dino Costa situation. When I worked at 750 The Game and Dino Costa was on air just saying racist stuff day in and day out. and, And finally, some of his tape caught up with him because he made a comment about running a car through protests. Obviously, Portland's a protest city, and he made a comment about that. Then about a month and a half later, Charlottesville happened, and somebody runs through a protest, kills a bunch of people. And so his commentary basically got sent out to all the local news media, and they essentially had to fire him on the spot because it became a big-time story. But my point is, speaking to the football players, as somebody who was doing my first-ever radio show, hadn't even been doing radio for a month, and knowing that I wasn't the person in power, although I was in the same workplace as him, I was his co-worker, we worked at the same station, and I was the lone black full-time radio host at that station, I didn't say much publicly about the fact that This dude is in here saying racist shit every day because I didn't feel like I had the power, nor was I one of the decision makers there, nor was I even connected to the decision. So I just shut up and kept my mouth shut and let him do what he did, and I did what I did, and I knew it was who already played who don't have nothing to lose to say. This dude makes sense. Look at the Keyshawn Johnson comments, bro. Yeah, because there were players on the other side that that called him out for it. Keyshawn Johnson, in particular. And uh-huh. he came he out and said, said, I've been calling Gruden a fraud. I've right. been because Gruden is messy. He goes and he talks mess behind all of these people. And again, uh, th- these ex-players do have something to lose. And I'll tell you why. He made those. A lot of these ex-players you're talking about are po- folks that you saw on ESPN, which is contractually obligated and has a contractual partnership with that of the NFL. So Gruden being obviously this this. He's like a high-powered entity within the football community, the professional football community, the NFL football community. If they challenged him, if they challenged him, if they they challenged him, that might affect them being able to get the ESPN job. So they do have something to lose. Because the comments that he made when he made them was when he was an analyst on Monday Night Football for ESPN. And again, yeah. going Stupid back to the moves. Dino, uh, going back moves. to the Dino Costa situation, people that are trying to separate these entities of ESPN and the NFL—that's a joke. Because when the whole situation happened with Dino Costa, we were the home of the Ducks, so we were contractually partnered with that of the Oregon Ducks, and we were contractually partnered with that of the Portland Timbers. And guess what? Both of those organizations came out and made a statement when 
the Dino Costa stuff, stuff surfaced. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Alpha Media, who I worked with at that time, they responded. And you know what they responded and said? We took quick action and we terminated him. And that partially probably saved their relationship with that of yep. the Portland Timbers. But the next year when the contract was up with them and the Ducks, the Ducks were gone. Million dollar question. You've been the Ducks speaking. were gone. You've they care speaking. about those partnerships and, and they, they intersect in a real way. It's not a situation where the ESPN and say, the NFL are separate that they're deep in each other's pockets, but that's not even they're wearing they wear the same pants. They wear the same right. pants. You've been speaking highly about this whole situation about the NFL and how they've been handling things. Do you think they were on the wrong side this time? Absolutely, they're that's, on the wrong okay, side because that, again, this is he now shouldn't the, have been coaching on this Sunday. Is, I yeah. don't think he should have had he that. Shouldn't, he I've shouldn't been, have been coaching Sunday because now that speaks to the workplace culture. The fact that when he said some racist shit, he was still able to coach on Sunday. We had to literally prove that he said some racist shit and on top of that, some homophobic shit, did some misogynistic shit mm-hmm. for him to even be able to be penalized. Like I said, I'm not saying by Friday after those comments came out, he should have been fired. But mm-hmm. just an explanation wasn't been. enough. Yeah, there yeah. should have been some sort of corrective you, action plan been, where I've maybe been, he it, takes a couple of games off. Yeah, maybe yeah, he yeah. goes to some kind yeah. of counseling or takes some, kind, the, some type of course. We see that happen that's all the, the time. all the time. Just get him out of the spotlight. Get him out right of the now. spotlight. Find a, a, it, What do they call it? Uh, administrative paid leave? I've been at a job Find a position, right, where... Yeah, you're right. I've been in a janky position at a workplace before where my back was against the wall. Even though it wasn't my fault why this situation occurred, it occurred. And because my manager knew that it occurred, I had witnesses there, and I had a good relationship with this company, they gave me the opportunity. They told me, even though you're right and we side with you, from a corporate perspective— Workplace culture. We're telling you that this is probably not going to go your way on paper, so we're no. giving you the opportunity to quit in order to make yourself rehirable yeah. in the future. If you ever want to But they come would never hire again, you. Again. No, they would. They would. My point that I'm making but is- But the optics the, were worse exa- to, re- exa- to, and that's to my, quit. Yeah, I mean, to be exactly. fired exactly. rather than resign. Right. Being an open scene. So, no, the point, it was based off of the fact that they really knew that damn, you got put in a tough position. Right. And if it was any one of us, we probably would have did the same thing. Not the case for John Gruden. So I'm trying to coincide with Devon and say, it's messed up that the NFL allowed him to make the decision. To resign. To they after, allowed him to make... everything that he did all collectively, whether it's the racist yeah, part, but... the misogynistic part, the homophobic part, he should have never had the sure. opportunity. Whether they would hire him again or not, whether the, the he even is, even if he did resign, done, he even if he been did able to quit, bro, even if he did resign, even if he was able to quit. The NFL had a chance to penalize him of some sort didn't do and it. didn't do no, it at, at all. all. Yeah, they're not going to do that. They That's didn't do it at all, and the, the proof is already... Well, it's like again, this, right? Here's the thing. If you, if you fire John Gruden, or if you're Roger Goodell and you penalize John Gruden, you're sort of ostensibly admitting some sort of guilt by saying, like, we know that this happened and it happened under our watch and let us fix it because it's our fault. They didn't take responsibility for that. It's better. It's better off if it happens that way. It is. 
It's better for off who? if it happens for that way NFL. for the NFL. Because, if again, quits? if they had a yeah, plan, no, for sure. no, no, it's better for him if he quits. Yeah, it's for, the for the NFL now, it looks bad because they, they, they fired him and they took action when he made these racist comments and those comments came out. Yeah. Had they taken action, that would have looked sure. better for and the NFL rather than not taking way action more no and allowing him the time to resign. For him to get ultimately that same situation, we're going to have a meeting with you and let you know yeah. that this is probably going to happen. It's coming if you down don't the pipe, quit. man. And, lay low. Exactly. You it's feel bullshit. me? They give people, they and give these guys outs all the time. That's my point. Is that, and, yo, and that's yo. arrogance. That's yeah. just flat out arrogance. Well, the fact that they even felt like it was okay. And whether they felt like it was okay for them to do what they did or not, the fact that they did it yeah. is, even if it's subtle arrogance, they made a it was arrogance. To not make a decision. To not make and a that's, decision. That's right. arrogance. Right. You feel me? You know, and again, like, you know, what I be thinking about a lot is like, you know, going back to 2000, what was it, 2010, 2011 when they won that Super Bowl in Tampa yeah. Bay? Like, here here you got a guy, Keyshawn Johnson, and, and other guys have come out sort of, you know, in this aftermath and been like, you know, I, I thought he was kind of a, a a bunk dude from the jump. These are guys that won their, their, their childhood dreams got fulfilled with this guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they still go, this is what I think. And there was no merit to that. And, well, they just never valued their opinion. There's no merit it, to how it. How does it make you feel? I'm your brother. I know you're a true Raider fan, and you as a you grew up on John Gruden. Absolutely, as he spoke. You, you, I was you hurt as a John Gruden fan. I want to know what did it like? Obviously hurt, but like, what part of you? What made it hurt? Did you feel like he was a fraud? Like you thought you liked somebody for the wrong? Like what made you hurt about this? What What made it hurt? And I can only speak to my identity in this regard. What made it hurt was that I found out he was a racist first. I'm not saying that I was happy that he was also a homophobe, that he was also misogynistic, because all of that hurt. And in, in totality, all of those elements but played in like the role that he's just a hateful person he's a hateful person and he doesn't want to see progress but as a black man i think it pierced a little bit more that he was racist because i'm a black man and i can understand the plight of damar smith i can understand the plight of eric reed better you than know, maybe i could of you know the queer community or women that's not to say i'm not sympathetic or even empathetic for some of the issues that they deal with but at the same time i'm a black man the fact that he said racist comments and those comments came out first and no action was taken for that felt like we were the least valued. And I'm not trying to make this an oppression Olympics here, but we were the least valued of all of these different well, oppressed been, groups. That's been verified. But that that's, that's what hurts. That's what hurts because it get, we get... We get reminded of it again and again and again. And that's so what, you think? what hurts me most personally. What you think, Jay, real quick? You that's, think that's that... Just, that's just been verified through time. You know? But, uh, but it, it don't mean it hurts repeat, no less. Yeah. It's a that, repeat cycle, like, but it doesn't hurt like, any less. Like, it, it mm -hmm. hurt that somebody that I cared about and I looked up to yeah, yeah, and was yeah, a childhood yeah, 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 figure yeah, yeah. of I, mine. I, I, he was a huge figure in my childhood. You know, even as a kid, you know, even like I said, we've all we've all been watching John Gruden on our television screens as it pertains to The word I was looking for for his betrayal, not to cut you off. You feel betrayed, okay, yeah, right? Absolutely. For sure. Okay, again, and again, I don't have the experiences that you have, but from my outside perspective, I look at uh, uh, football especially. It's like, it's it's so rooted in racism, at least from like, that, that relationship between like 
coaches and players. It's so like it's so commodifying, and, and you know what I'm saying. So like yeah. that didn't surprise me to be like, oh, so this guy just looks at you as a product and it's maybe a like trip. some hey. sort of whatever else. You know Even what if it wasn't surprising, that's what hurt the most you know, for me. You know what personally, because you know, it's like, damn, for me, the guy that I didn't want to be sure, that yeah, is indeed that. Yeah, dude, another one bites. Another one bites the dust. You know the thing. The thing that really the thing that irks me, and I just find like you know interesting and and I laugh about it in a certain sense is that like now that the dust is settled and you go and you look back like John Gruden has been regarded as one of like the top tier football minds essentially of our generation right sans that Super Bowl his record is middling at best he's not overall a great outright winning coach go look at his record so the thing that like kind of disturbs me is that like here you have a guy that's clearly like they say you can't be racist you do racism but this guy has shown that he's probably just to his core racist and homophobic and antiquated and outdated the whole thing and has a storied career where keep in mind the reason why all of this matters is because he signed a 10-year 100 million dollar yeah, contract to be with the Raiders to get that, much money, that much money <laughs> that much money that much regard that much renown and he's a he, he's an average slightly above average coach he's overall a, and so like those kind of like you know sensibilities and ways of thinking and being that are permeated all throughout the sport are being rewarded with a Seven lot of money, figures, yeah. eight figures, nine figures nine in his figures. case. Like you said, being people are one being, of the having jobs for decades and decades, and it's ever. like you're not even you're not even like worth it. Like I could understand if this if this dude if was he was like, Belichick, just if he was <laughs> yeah. if he was Vince Lombardi, he thought yeah. he was Vince Lombardi or something out this motherfucker <laughs> Belichick or something. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, bro, you ain't that dog. Mm-hmm. But you can see. To to harken back to your point, it's totally systemic, man. It's systemic. It's one hundred percent baked systemic. into the program, That's and 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 it's very unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, you know my my heart is with these Raider players, the seventy percent black players that are in the league, because they're the ones that's dealing with this in all types of ways in that league. And listen, we've given credit lately to the NFL because they've made a lot of pretty good moves like the season was actually going really well but they 100% just took 10 steps back there's no doubt about it the league took 10 steps back and like I said the people caping for him I think that's just a lot of times we get put in a position to have to cape because for one we shouldn't even be the ones that have to speak out about the fact that this dude is being racist why is it that Tony Dungy has to speak out or Tim Brown has to speak out or even a Stephen A. Smith, who was one of the people who came out and said that the fact that he was with ESPN and not the NFL meant that he should have kept his job. And this is before the New York Times piece came out on Monday that ultimately ended him. But all of these black people that were caping for him and trying to have his back in all of this, it was just to me more so instinctual than it was genuine. Mm. And it was instinctual because this is what they have to do to prop up this guy who has had this much power for such a long time. And if we go against the grain, it could hurt us. So to protect ourselves from being fired, from saying the wrong thing, from saying something hurtful, especially when there's a large enough community out here that isn't taking any action on the situation anyway, so we don't even feel comfortable to be the ones to speak out when we have folks that could take action on this that aren't doing it, 
oh man, we just gonna go ahead and instinctually cape for him because we just wanna live to fight another day. We might genuinely feel that what he said was racist, but we might not say that publicly because we just want to live to fight another day in a system that does not yeah. work in our they, favor. They, it wasn't built to work in our they favor. Say the, they say the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and a lot of the times, I don't want to get covered in grease. You don't want to get covered in grease. You keep opening your mouth and saying a bunch of shit that people aren't ready to support. Now you're covered in grease. <laughs> you're getting greased. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That ain't cool. Absolutely, man. So, <laughs> yeah. that, hey, man, I stretched for that analogy. I stretched, I stretched for that analogy. I stretched on that one. I'm going to admit it. I'll, 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 <laughs> yeah, I can't, can't even real. laugh out of that one. It's yeah, real. Yeah, we're still friends. We're still yeah, friends yeah. and family having conversations. That here. was a yeah. real true moment. Right? Absolutely, yeah, we're yeah, still yeah, friends yeah, having yeah, a confirmation. Yeah. But ultimately, <laughs> um, I, I don't see John Gruden getting a job again. But I think this allows us to transition for a subject that I don't know. We, Wendy's is probably hiring, uh, and they might take him. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but but uh, hey, Skechers dropped him. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I just found that oh, out today. No. To add a fun fact to it, Skechers was it his biggest as of now. It was his biggest reported endorsement that has dropped him Skechers. since. Another reason why. See, another reason why. A reason why him not working in the NFL should not have mattered in terms of him serving consequences uh. from the NFL. Mm. Because Skechers ain't got nothing to do with the NFL. Yeah. But Skechers dropped him like they a dropped, bad habit. They dropped him. They did so again, him not working in the NFL and that being ten years <laughs> ago, who Skechers cares? Him a favorite though, but you who know, cares? Fuck with Skechers, but <laughs> who cares? But 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 anywho, let's talk about Dave Chappelle, man. Let's talk mm. about this Dave Chappelle situation. Um, he's taking a lot of flack right now because he's a genius. <laughs> yeah, because he's because he's fearless and he's because a genius. he's a genius. Yeah, he's fearless and he's a genius. Those are words. Those are strong words I, to say about him. Yeah. You want you want strong words to say about him. You want to start it off. I mean, I could say whatever, but I mean, I I, I need to take a second. I need I to like, ride some bench. Yeah, for where a was second. you going with it? Where was you going? I was just laying out the. I was just setting up the story, and, and then y'all came. Y'all clearly listen, felt strongly about the guy. I need. I was just setting up the story. I wasn't going nowhere <laughs> yet. Boy, I'll leave it up to you. I'm gonna take some practice wings, and I'm gonna come back in this after you after you open it up. Genius. He finds a way every time to be in this position and to be on the right side with what he's saying, and he is finding a way to. Do it in a way where, as we know, he's remaining on Netflix. He's continuously getting a bag, and he's becoming the topic of conversation, sending more people to go check out what the hell is this conversation and content all about. That's the genius side of it. How long have we been hearing, whether you agree with it or not, all uh, traffic is, I don't care if you're leaving bad comments or not. As long as you're commenting on my post, I don't care if you're viewing the hate, as long as you're looking. So I think he he always strategically finds a way to create this kind of commotion. So you think he wanted the attention? Always. Always. He owns it. He owns it. Yeah. Okay. I think in in regards to it being strategic, yes. I don't think he keeps making this same thing happen by accident. Everyone that gets (laughs) to that point in entertainment, they are attention whores. We know that. It's strategic for sure. But that's, you know what I'm saying? That's, to me, that's beside the point. Like, 
you know, but from, that's a from, part of the genius. No, for sure. From a baseline level, from what I saw from the the actual set itself, I thought that it was awesome to watch him go. I'm just gonna empty the clip in the first 15 minutes and just get off all of these like terrible jokes that you would write and say, oh, how offensive and how terrible. Like those are the types of jokes that comedians make. He he basically tipped his hat to like real comedians on that first 15 or so minutes and was mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna say all the jokes because I'm the one that can say it and I'm not gonna get canceled. Yeah, he got greasy. And so he did that. Yeah. But then, you know, into like the 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 major chunk of that. I feel like he felt in a lot of ways like kind of like an old man. Like my critique is like he kind of felt like an old get off my lawn type of man, like that you were, you know, really beating this point to the ground about like your position on, you know, the blacks versus the LGBTQ, you know what I'm saying, representation or, or whatever. Yeah. Obviously, that's a crazily multifaceted conversation. But, yeah. you know, he kind of beat that one into the ground a little too much for my taste, even in the sense that like, he didn't really have a lot of punchlines coming into that middle section. It was more just him sort of doing what he does now, which is more like a he's like a like a I don't know, just like a motivational speaker. Yeah, he's like or a something speaker some, now at this point. Yeah, now, you know? I actually agree, and the reason why I agree with you because I did not think he used the greatest examples to try to get the point across that he wanted to ultimately get across. I do think the point that he got across was valid. Well, yeah, but I but think like you but said, I don't he's think already he's on old. the side of it. Like, it's he didn't even result. need to use the point. You know Here we go, he the John stands. Gruden thing, yeah. right there. And that's, yeah. and that's exactly, and, just, and that's where the universe worked in his favor because the John Gruden situation, I do think, speaks better to the actual point that he was trying to make than any joke that he used during that stand up. But again, that's why I say genius because that's your singular, your singular opinion, but. He finds his. This not the first controversial, talk, like about, sure. uh, on Netflix. It, yeah, that's just even that in one this platform, run that he's on you know right now, I mean? like, four special contracts. And that's yeah. my point. That is strategic. The way that he's doing it, and I can't agree with you because he keeps getting the attention per se that I think he's seeking, and I don't think he's doing it just for the point of being an attention whore or seeking the attention. I think it's deeper. Rooted, like I think he stands well aligned as a black man with the same feelings I, that we do. And I, think I think he's I, it, to and be I fair. Think he, I think he's speaking for the streets. And and, and again, I think that's he's speaking where, for the that's streets. That's where and how we grew up. And so the reason why the relatability for it and him knowing and owning it's not too many people who could stand up here and say this and, and get do this, this shit off and get it off and remain here. Yeah. So I'm going yeah. to do he's it. Do and it so for everyone. I see it more so like. The big homie, like, man, I'm stick up for all of y'all. You know what he I mean? Did it's that. Like, he it's did that. It's a lot of y'all who want to say this. At least for comedians and black people. At least for those two things. About sports commentators and everything that's not speaking for black people. That's my point. Yeah. It's like he's using at the top of the top. He's yeah. the top of the top with this shit. And so yeah. he knows Because he has the power yeah, to utilize Jay, the yeah, platform and, and nothing that, happens to him. Just him putting yeah. special I get what you're saying. If the, the listeners noise. at home didn't hear Jay said that he's he's one of the guys using his platform to actually Good speak catch. up about real things. And yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. That's 100% fair. And, and here's so the thing. bulletproof. And that's and, what I meant by that's your opinion that you feel like maybe the jokes didn't hit for you or maybe it was over. Oh, yeah. That's for just you, all. I, I'm only giving my opinion. The result is there. Yeah. You feel the, the, me? And here's my thing in terms of the result in particular. Obviously, I think the Gruden situation was a great model that 
You which know, is not to put the whole not point. to not to not to put these plights up against each other, but the black plight is indeed different from the queer plight, and that I think what's important is that yeah, these two entities can still operate in solidarity on a lot of things. I hear you, but a part of operating in solidarity is also being able to know each other across difference and. The LBGTQ plus plight and the black plight is different. Obviously, that's excluding if you are black and queer, because that obvious there's an intersection there that can possibly take place. But with that, if you're black and queer, then obviously you understand both plights. But if you're just queer and you ain't black or if you're just black and you ain't queer, you feel that the queer community are making advances at a much rap uh, as a much um yeah. more rapid pace mm-hmm. than that of the black community and this is a conversation that I've had on this podcast before 2 years ago I was talking to my friend Cole Merkel former vendor program director at uh Street Roots, where I work at I'm now in his position yeah, he smart moved on. cat very smart cat and I asked him because this was one of the queer people that I felt comfortable enough asking this question and so I say Cole a lot of people like me and others that look like me, we wonder how do y'all make progress in such a way? Because I feel like we as the black community should be using y'all as a model with the progress that you're making. And his response to me was one that's always stuck with me. And it, it's so true. He said, honestly, as a queer man, the queer community is not monocultural. The black community is monocultural. That means the queer community can reach any race, any economic status, yeah. any gender, any any social category. The queer community is in there. He, that that's a very that's not the same for the black community because as a black man, I, I, I can only be black. Yeah, I can't be white. I can't be. Asian. A lot of right. us can't be rich because the system podcast, hasn't worked in our he sits favor. Right across from us, and Spliff says like. I can't speak from the same experience no, or stance as you, but, and, and you but, he, that's but he was a queer argument. man. No, so sure, that's why I wanted to speak to him about right. it. And his, I felt like it was valid right. to speak but to him and ask appraisal, him that in a yeah. way that I would never ask his, you that his, question. Well, you're, you, but you're, but, but well, what look, I'm man. saying is like how it, to his point is that he can't feel some of the same, even if he agrees and is on the same side of the tape yeah, as we are, he doesn't, it's not as deeply rooted yeah, with him because absolutely. he can't yeah. resignate. So I'm saying that to speak to but Cole's you know point what, is But that, you know what does resonate true. with me? It doesn't, that doesn't get in the way when it comes to... But what does resonate with me, because I think that Cole's, you know, appraisal of that situation is obviously a lot more like, you know, academic and nice and like all inclusive. But I mean, shit, Dave Chappelle, he said it himself. He goes, why do you think that, the, you know, in the, one of the last couple of specials, he goes, why do you think that... uh you know, the LGBT community has gotten so far. And he goes, it's because of white guys. He goes, white guys said, oh, we know these roads. We've built these roads. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the reason why that they get so far ahead is because they have white dudes in them. They've got, they've got, I mean, white, they've got up. everybody in them. And so I can <laughs> got, see that. They have white so dudes. They got see, Asian dudes. They got black dudes. Like, they got mixed women. They got everybody. You know, and I, that's, I, that's why they're able to make, they're more saying, universally accepted where, like, you would in be that like, way. You know, I can see where you'd be like, oh, you know, this is, you know, this is not right because. It seems like they're not getting the same, you know, both communities are not getting the same, whatever. But it's like, I mean, it's because there's white dudes and I'm a white dude. I know how it is to where it's like I notice all the time when I just be walking through the world and I'm just like, damn, I'm getting away with that. 
Like, really? I can yeah. say that? I can do that? Like, all right. I, I, that's crazy. I, I look at stuff like this. Like, I be dissecting things so deep that I think it's coincidental that a lot of people, even with him feeding you the information in his music, a lot of people don't know that the baby killed another man. Like, legitimately killed in a Walmart. A, in a Walmart in self-defense and got off. You feel me? But they get this about, you know, his comment that he made. They get that so quick, you feel me? But I'm looking through the comments as one of the people posted a little snippet of Dave Chappelle, you know, speaking on that he killed another, you know, and it's not even talked about, boom, boom. And it's like, all through the comments, people like, wait, he did? And it's like, in the slowest part of one of the baby's biggest songs, he explained to you that he had to kill somebody in front of his daughter. But that that like it's often pushed but that's, to the side. But why is that? Because the baby is an intricate part of black culture, right? Exactly. And not queer saying. culture, exactly. And and, and because exactly. he's a black man, and where now you have all these queer people that it, you know a big yeah, right. deal that is made. I think him killing somebody in front of his two year old daughter is. A very big deal, regardless yeah. I, of what the reason is. I, I think but, it was a big deal, but, but I do think I do think as far as the joke landing, I don't think that was the greatest of examples because yeah, it because weak. it was self defense. Because of the self defense element, that's not to say that there's people that have defended themselves that have not got off gotten right. off with self defense that just, are black because I'm they are black the and it's assumed. It. I'm just saying that, the that people yeah, don't I just even felt like know that it happened, let alone that it's talked about, like. That is a big deal sure. for that to be one. But of they the know about. But they know about them comments he made at uh, at what's the what's the but, festival I mean, he was would, at. They would know Rolling they, Loud they would, at Rolling Loud. They I'm know not, about those comments, but they didn't know that he killed him. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Nothing I get else, it. but it's like <laughs> yeah, he yeah, killed somebody yeah, in Walmart. Right. And y'all don't even y'all don't even know that. But as soon as he but as soon as he says something about y'all community at Rolling Loud, now everybody know about that. That's all I'm saying. And again, I think that's that's just because. Because black people, we're we're more we're not monolithic, but we are monocultural because we're just black people. Like I said, queer people can identify as so much more than just black. Yeah, yeah. queer people can de- identify yeah. as rich. They can we identify. They can identify black as Asian. They can identify as anything. Charge him goes to be on the chart. We don't hear those headlines, is what I'm saying, no. and that's a big enough thing where I would click it if I seen that. That's clickbait enough. You beat a self defense murder, and then. Took off is the biggest shit rapper, right now. The biggest it, rapper in the come game. Come on, bro. <laughs> I'm clicking that, but you're not going to write that. But you're going to say, Rolling Loud performer, the baby, turns into a homophobic whatever, and and that's the story. And, and that's and all we're hearing. You feel me? And so I get what you're saying. Maybe not your choice of example, but I, I did understand the correlation. Yeah, right? absolutely. Absolutely. So... Um, shout out to Cole Merkel, man. He's doing he's doing great things right now in the community still with Home Forward and making some stuff happen. So shout out to Cole Merkel, man, helping out um obviously with, with homeless solutions in a lot of ways. So um huge shout out to him. And again, I think when he put it that way for me, that simply put is what I think the point that Dave Chappelle was trying to get to. Mm. The ways that he went about it may have been a little bit controversial. Maybe that was purposeful. Maybe it was accidental. I don't know. I would probably say it was a bit more purposeful because it is Dave Chappelle. And if we know who Dave Chappelle is, he is somebody that is willing to take the controversial stance. Mm -hmm. But I do think the point that he made was very similar to the one that Cole Merkel made to me. 
the black culture is monocultural. The queer culture is not. It's more universally accepted in ways that black culture isn't. And because it's more universally accepted, because the way it impacts people across difference, once again, more progress is made at probably a faster pace. And we feel like, and again, like Dave Chappelle said, he was jealous. He didn't hate the gay community. He didn't hate the queer community, but he was indeed jealous of the queer community because he's seeing them make progress that his people is not making. And he's telling them, Hey, don't punch down, give us a hand up so that we can make the progress at the rate that you're making the progress, because that's all it is that we want to do is make progress here. So where you can't, that's not to say you don't have a plight because the queer community does indeed have a plight and they're still fighting for justice in a lot of different areas. They're still, um, you know, disproportionate statistics that don't operate in their favor. So they have a plight. Black people have a plight. But what he's saying is our plight is different from yours And there is a way that you can give us a hand up here. And we ask that you continue to do that because we feel like our progress is moving along a lot slower than yours. Now let's talk about basketball. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm down. Let's talk about basketball. All right. Um, one of y'all start. Where do we start? There's so much going on in basketball. You got obviously the season. No, let's start with Ben Simmons because he's that's nothing. You know what? He's going to stay. There was a report that came out that Portland denied a a trade that was probably, you know, uh, the best offer that was on the table league wide. CJ and a but I mean, not for Portland, obviously. It was a lot going on with that trade. That was a bunk deal, dude. (laughs) Very bunk deal, bro. Very bunk deal. How many first round picks? Do you want my liver too? I mean, geez, dude, for Ben Simmons? Nah. 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 He'll be he'll be in Philly. Like it or not. I don't think he'll be in Philly long. I think he won't. I feel yeah. it's going to be hard to trade for him. His trade value has diminished so heavily. Well, like you said, nothing looks that valuable for somebody who's ultimately still a franchise type player. I wonder if he'll try to force their hand. I don't think it'll work, honestly, but if he'll try to force their hand and just not be good, <laughs> like he's already obviously I mean, he's been already not done that, good. that ultimately, he, though. He's, he's al- already not been good. He's that's already. Why, <laughs> that's why the value is going down. But he's he also, he's not. make a free throw. He's not been good, but he has at least pushed him to a point of offering him up. So he may feel like I made the progress that I needed to make. I didn't expect to get traded because I understand what goes along with that, nah, obviously, nah, nah, in nah, terms nah. of how big his contract is and all the things. But he got, a, he got to he the got point where they made some trade offers. But I do believe there's an element where if he does perform, but then if he's performing well, do you trade him? <laughs> because that's what he needs to be able to get the trade value that other people are willing to take in order to bring Ben Simmons to their organization because a lot of people are not in support of Ben Simmons because he's not producing to the standard at that is expected of him to produce. Extremely weak team will find a way to get him. I don't think no hot commodity wants him to feel like they're going to build around him. I think like Pacers at best. That's Mm. what I feel like a team like Pacers at best, a small market, but still, you know what I mean? Still a name, but small market team who's going to try to finesse something that works out to get him in, just on the name alone. And then we'll take our chances and hope that that jump shot really improves and develops. <laughs> yeah, it won't. But that's okay. Oh, shit. You know, I, shit, Giannis is hitting step back 
15 footers now. So, you know, I guess there's hope, but I got hope for him. I think his jumper has to get. I think hey, I think it has to if get. If you play basketball professionally for long enough, you will be able to shoot it better at least. That should be the basic. Hey, listen. Right. I, I, I'm no way to go but up. <laughs> listen, I'm done talking about Ben Simmons cuz until he, yeah. until he performs, I don't, I'm not I'm not Kyrie. beating into the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and before even Kyrie, you did mention Giannis and the NBA starts next week. So the next time we come in here and record, the season will Oh, have been yeah. underway. So you say Giannis, and I'm just gonna come out here and say hot take. I got the Bucks to repeat. Maybe it ain't that hot, but I got them to repeat. To repeat? I got them to repeat. They're the defending champions. You know my what? prediction is that you the Milwaukee Bucks will win. A purple and gold team full? Uh, I don't know, man. You ever heard so. of a purple and gold team? I, I absolutely, I don't know, man. I absolutely have. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they the Lakers? By way of L.A. Somebody get this guy's phone out of his hand. <laughs> have dude. you he, ever heard he of a too much purple and gold team? No, Jeez. man, not nah, the Lakers. I, I don't even think that the Lakers made hey, the man, conference Chris Middleton finals. I don't either. Chris Middleton yeah. did what he going to be able to do for them. Damn. He going to do what he going to do. That's it. That's I it. Think, That's I it. think that it's going to be a repeat of the finals matchup that we saw last year. The Suns and the Bucks? And I got, and I got Phoenix. Interesting. Yeah. I, I got I'm not mad at it. Chris Paul? I think Chris Paul. Devin Booker? I think Aiden. they got it, man. Hell no. I think they got they're it. Really barring it their bar, dude, barring was injury, last dude. year. It's too no, hard to get. No, 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 no. It's no. too hard to keep. It's a hard feat, bruh. It is a hard task. And they had it. Like, you can't give away them golden opportunities and think you just walk back into they the had, same they situation. They had the, the reigning MVP and right. defensive player of the year on the opposite team, bro. They won't I mean, they they even be in the finals. I don't know, man. They won't even be in the finals this year. Phoenix. Phoenix. You think it's gonna be Lakers and Bucks? The Phoenix Phoenix Suns will not be in the finals Wait, this year. Let's let's bet right now. Even if it's just for pride. Even if it's just for pride. Just for pride. For pride. For pride. It's a pride bet. I'm telling you, for pride bet. It's on wax. It's on wax. It's on wax. For sure. I don't want the money, but they won't be in the finals. Fuck it. Two thousand dollars. I'm joking. No, no. I I do think honestly, I don't know who's coming out of the West this year. I think the West is up for grabs. I really do. I really do. I think Phoenix has a chance. I obviously think the Lakers have a chance. If Clay Thompson comes back as Clay Thompson, I think the Warriors got a chance. I I think that. There are some teams in the way. I want to see what Jamal Murray comes back as. Yeah, that's that's the big. I think for I want to see what he comes in back that conference, as for Denver. That's the big sort of X factor is if Denver can be the team that they were, add Jamal Murray back to where he was, putting up 50 points against Donovan Mitchell. I, I still like, you know, Utah. You're right. If the West is wide open. I think open. the West is wide open. But, but I to think get the to the East point. Is, I think the East is top heavy, but and the get, West is wide to open. To get to the, to the topic of, of discussion – I don't think that Brooklyn has got it. I think without Kyrie, they don't have enough to get him over the top. And I don't. That's why I'm going with the Bucks. I don't think it, Kyrie's coming back to barring injury. Barring injury, I think what's happening right the now, Bucks are the Nets on a collision what, course it, to the finals. I, I think what's happening right now is going to ultimately affect the Nets in the long run because you just can't trust Kyrie because he might get vaccinated and come back and play, and then he'll find another reason not to, to, to play. To not give a shit about by, basketball. Yeah, he'll find another right? reason not to play in January, I mean, it, and he'll just like, randomly take two weeks you don't off. Like Kyrie? And it's, huh? I love Kyrie. I love Kyrie, but I just know he's a different like he kind of cat. He doesn't care about basketball much anymore. I'm only speaking to his track record. I'm I not don't speaking think that to. He don't care. Did you watch that video? I think he watched that video of him. Yeah. He cares I think he very cares much a, so about basketball. Yeah, I he think he cares and he loves basketball. He's not willing to give up the game. Well, we'll see. He's got to get jabbed. 
Y'all see this jab shit is killing me. I mean, this is what doink. You gotta get jabbed. He's gotta get doinked, dog. He's gotta get doinked, bro. He does. I mean, but but I do think that is gonna ultimately. (laughs) I do think that is gonna ultimately hurt the Nets in the long run. And here's the thing: when it comes to the Bucks, this might be for a a a defending champion. They are under the least pressure of arguably any NBA team that I've seen yeah. in terms of being favored and having to come back and win another one for legacy, for anything. Like Milwaukee's sure. not really being talked about that much because everybody's obviously talking about the Nets and whether Kyrie plays or not, because if he plays, they're the automatic favorite. If he doesn't play, they're not the favorite. We obviously know the coverage hey, that you know LeBron, LeBron and the Lakers are going hey, to get. Shout all out the my- big names that are in L.A. Folks aren't even talking about the Milwaukee Bucks right now. And so they're just kind of. I mean, just coasting right on through. So do y'all... And they're going to come out with a vengeance because they they can play freely still without having to worry about the pressures that most defending champions have to worry about. Yeah. So with knowing the stance and the reason for the stance that Kyrie is taking, again, because you speak highly about people being on the right side of things, do you think at least him standing up for what he feels is the right thing to do at, at all costs ultimately? Because he does have a his agenda is very open and clear on what he's doing and what he's standing up for when it's not a lot of people doing it. The fact that he keeps doing this over and over does that make the problem I have with Kyrie less likable. I've said this about Kyrie on this podcast before, and when I say what I'm about to say, you'll be able to vouch for that. Kyrie has never been the greatest communicator to me. And with Kyrie's track record of he all the he things is. he thinks he is, but to me he really isn't. Because even coming out today or yesterday saying that he's trying to be a voice for the voiceless, he's not necessarily, even if you got to go, it's good, we'll finish it up. He's not necessarily anti-vax. He's not necessarily, like, I, then what is your stance, Kyrie? You just want to be a voice for the voiceless, voiceless for the sake of being a the voice voiceless, for the voiceless? Vo- the voiceless or, voice like, for the do voiceless. you have a legitimate reason as to, like, do you, got, like, at least Andrew Wiggins said he was allergic to Tylenol or some something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he at <laughs> least said. gave me something. <laughs> yeah, Kyrie really don't said. give me nothing as to why <laughs> he he's did. personally he is not. He, no, he, he he's not because he's saying he's keeping it private. No, but he hasn't because he said he's sticking up for the people who are in regular jobs that's getting lost in the stands. Okay, sure, but yeah, but but also when it comes to him, it's privacy. Yeah, it is. Because I'm gonna tell you like this: Bomani Jones made this exact point a couple of weeks back. Kyrie Irving talking about I don't want to get vaccinated. I'm trying to support whoop whoop with this, that, and the third. He's he's on camera, no mask on an Indian reservation or Native American reservation. The Native American community is the most vaccinated community of any uh, racial or cultural demographic. No math. No, listen, now, whether I agree with that or not, which I, I, you know, that's, I'm that's neither here nor there here. You got a guy talking about, I care about this and then showing on camera that he doesn't care that that those two things don't coincide. His actions and his word don't coincide. Mm, Weak. Weak. That's weak. Okay, that's, that's fine. But I'm just saying that, like, if I'm you say that he's not going to fumble the bag, for some, he's sticking for a group of people, which it is still a large group of people sure. who are feeling like they're helpless and being forced to make a decision with their body, whether you like it or not. That's what he feels like he's sticking up for. 
You feel me? Yeah, no, but I, what's I, coming I, of that, it? I what's, just feel what's, like what's coming dude, of it? Dude, I what's coming like, of it is he's hoping that that people will be on the right side where these exceptions and these things sure, sure, that sure, are, sure. are more. Dude, my, my, how is that the right side? My, my, my I'm saying in his opinion, yeah, that's yeah, what no, he's fighting no, no, for. And, and listen, that's what he, I don't think I don't the think right that, side is that he feels like people should be able to make the decision I, and that he's they right with their body and still be able to be. And he's right, and I agree with that to a large extent. I've always said though, I said this to one of my best friends that I grew up with about this issue. Just like I'll say about Kyrie, and I've said categorically to everyone, I'm like, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I just think that right now, in this particular instance, it's not the hill to die on. If you really cared or, or was looking long term to try to, you know, I just feel like this moment in history isn't the hill to die on. But who are you to say that? Because I mean, whether I guess it'll only prove itself in the next 10 or 15 years, but there have been summits and seminars and, and scientific study and inquiry for ever since, you know, we've been kids that they're like these pandemics and these like bacteria and, and viruses and all that stuff, it's coming. Like, so it, it feels like a lot more is coming down the pipe. And again, I'm just, obviously this is all just conjecture at this point, but I'm just saying that like, in this moment, it feels to me like maybe this isn't the hill to die on. You, you made your point and whatever, but get the stick and then move on. And then <laughs> no, I get the stick. <laughs> with these jabby stick shit is making it sound worse. It's not even bad. It's just it's me just trying to say the funniest word. I'm just trying to say. I'm just trying to say. I'm just trying to say the funniest word in the moment because that's what I try to do. Just be funny. But I just feel like. That's all I got to say about that. I feel like Kyrie, maybe this isn't the time. He's still young, and he still has a lot to say, it feels like. So, I don't know, man. Just go get your chip. You said it yourself. You All you want is, you know, you care about your job, and you care about getting another championship. Then go do that, man. And then you can be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar afterwards. But it's like, right now, dude, you're... See. <laughs> what man? What? Come dog? on, man. What's next, man? What man? <laughs> he came with what, his dude? I'm sorry. I don't know. Man. I don't know. No, I, I don't know. Whatever. Man. I don't know. He lost man. me, but activism. I'm not activism. here to. I'm not here to tell you to be Post quiet. The people will tell you if they ain't feeling what you're saying. Post career activism. I ain't, I ain't here to. I'm not here to tell you what you can and can't say. <laughs> but the listeners will. <laughs> All right, listen, listen. You can, you can, you can hit me up on Twitter at Spencer. S-K-J-E-I-E. Fill my DMs with... Now he's plugging himself. Go ahead. He's plugging himself. That's my job on the pod, dude. We talking about... Whatever, man. Whatever, man. Yeah, I just... I guess with the Kyrie Irving situation, I guess if being a voice for the voiceless is what he believes, go for it. But don't be mad at the alternative when we do have some evidence that vaccines help. When we have been in a pandemic where over 700,000 Americans have died from coronavirus, there is some legitimacy, in my opinion, as to why the vaccine was A, created, and B, why it's being mandated. If that ain't what Kyrie believes in, don't believe in it. But also, don't get paid. Don't play. I'm not going to love Kyrie no less. But again, if I'm speaking to Kyrie's track record the way he's communicated his points to me just don't resonate with me. Well, that's and that's all that's, it is. It's well, not that I hate Kyrie. It's not that I don't like Kyrie. I wish the absolute best for Kyrie. I hope he stays 100% safe with or without the vaccination. But what he's attempting to do just doesn't necessarily resonate look, that, with that's me. All the and point that is I was, what it that's is. That's all the point I was making of, like, you know, there's – 
overwhelming scientific evidence for a hundred plus years that vaccines work. So it's like, if you're going to try to make some sort of like sociopolitical statements or stand up for something, like why would you do it against something that has empirical evidence to, to outright say is a correct thing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's it's so many hard. More issues. It's a hard, it's, it's a there's hard so one to many tackle. More issues that your platform could lend itself to and your voice. And you're going against something that has objective fact and evidence to to support the contrary to what you're saying. That's all I'm saying. It's just like it's hard. it doesn't make sense to it's me. It's a hard you one. Know, yeah. This ain't the hill. So that's kid. what you were saying when, when it's it's not the hill for him to die on. Cause I don't yeah. see what he's doing. I don't see where the difference is gonna be made. Him doing what he believes in is one thing, but for yeah, me, yeah, him personally, talking shit isn't gonna make vaccines yeah, I don't less think, effective. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna <laughs> create i don't i don't see at least maybe he's a visionary that i'm not oh yeah that's it maybe he's the visionary that i'm not and hey if he proves to be the visionary that i'm not i'm gonna give him his credit for it the guy thought but the right now flat for like i'm still years, it's still dude. a little murky the points that he's trying to make are still a little bit murky to me so i just don't necessarily say i agree with kyrie irving but I love the guy. I hope everything is. I hope everything in his world goes great. I wish him nothing but the best. But I don't necessarily agree with that, what did, it is Ky- that he's doing. Kyrie Irving is a goober, but God damn it, can he play basketball? He can play, <laughs> and ball. I just want to see him play. He can play ball. But I mean, calling the Earth flat, like I said, not playing for two weeks last year for whatever reasons, and then getting caught up. Like all of this stuff is like I don't care that he did all of that. But he took the time off of work to do all of that. And I, quite frankly, don't have the privilege to be able to take yeah, the time exactly. off to do all of that. When's the last so time it doesn't quite resonate with podcast, me. Dude. It, it doesn't quite <laughs> resonate with me personally. So I just can't afford to do it. And I guess that's where he feels he's being the voice for the voiceless because there are people that can't afford to lose their jobs that are going to lose their jobs by not getting vaccinated. So if, if that's the fight he wants to fight, go for it. I'm just not necessarily fighting it with him. And that's just where I stand on that. Do y'all got anything for taking L's? I know D-Boy's got to go, so it might be just be... I don't have to go. I was just telling you what the time was for... The, oh. Uh, yeah, we good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We good there. Go. Yep. 8.30. We started at 6.30. I'm good. I ain't got nothing. Okay. Do y- y'all got I just know that you like to keep the podcast concise to around an hour, but... Like I like I was telling you earlier. Well, man, I like, knew it was a lot to talk it's about just today with the Gruden stretched. stuff, the it's Chappelle just stuff. Keep getting stretched out. Jalen Hurts. That's who he's taking an L for you because because we're recording doing Thursday night football right now. D boy just gonna throw another quarterback under the bus. Here he goes. Come on, let's hear it. He threw for thirty yards in the first half. He got about a hundred yards on the game. He's getting smacked by. Oh man, what's the score? Twenty-eight fourteen. Yeah, you're still you're still on the money. Yeah, I mean he just. Uh, he's just not doing it. He's just not doing it. Hot take, but take an L. Hot take. Uh, I think uh, my take an L is the NFL. I think the NFL took an L. Because I, 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 you, you said this earlier in the pod, Pete. Like, it, it really did. Like, it started off so great. It was going to look like one of the better seasons in yeah. recent memory. Does it really 
kill the season? Well, it kills the oh, Raiders. Oh, it has Look, a huge impact. The on Raiders, the yeah. you know, no offense, oh, but yeah. buddy, because the investigation they, they, is still going on, bro. They they we've only got well, this is only the beginning. Yeah, they they still have a whole lot. They have like seven hundred thousand emails to they go pro- through. Yeah, there's stuff that hasn't been reported yet. Yeah. So yeah, I, and there's I, tons yeah. of there's tons of organizations looking into those emails. This is a developing story. What, yeah. What another <laughs> developing story is that when John Gruden got fired, they promoted the special teams coordinator to interim head coach. You guys are dead in the water, dog. I'm hella sorry, bro. <laughs> Damn. I mean, come on, bro. Derek Carr keep getting beat up. It just, you know, I hope Damn. I hope for the best, but you guys look like a classic John Gruden team, eight and eight. Damn. <laughs> Damn. This shit got Damn! I like it. I'm with the spice. I'm with the spice. I'm with the spice. I mean, we we'll win this Sunday. We playing? It don't matter. We'll win this Sunday. <laughs> Just because I and I'm and I'm and I'm yeah. calling you and I'm talking yeah, shit to you about and I'm and I'm gonna support my special teams coach unless he got some emails <laughs> that get dug up too. Oh, we play Until those we emails play get dug up, I'm rocking with him. Raider man. Nation. It's only oh, yeah, one nation. You say Denver? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we're beating Denver. Dub, yeah, and they got, we're beating Denver. They got Denver favored. I'm betting a house on the and, and we gonna come play. We got so much anger pent up in us <laughs> right now because of the bullshit that we've been going through. We are coming to. Hat this weekend against Denver. <laughs> we got so much pent up in us right now that's gonna release. Oh my goodness! Oh, oh my goodness! We gonna light Denver up. Okay. Yeah, it's only one nation. I'm still diehard Raider <laughs> Nation, so that's how I'm rocking. I'm gonna give my L, and it's really not an L for me. I, I want to kind of just bring it up for the sake of conversation because it'll be the last topic. But hey, why not give the L to Deontay Wilder? He lost in the 11th round, got knocked out by Tyson Fury. He's a bunk man. Nah, I can't call him that. Not after that fight. Not after watching that fight. After watching it, after the fight. He's not a better fighter. Told him he don't respect Fury. You can't call it that, but his wife can see that. You see that picture? Jesus Christ, dude. I don't know what you talking about. His wife. Yeah. His wife. Just the way she looked. Seeing him go down. Well, her wife crying when she was crying. It hurts. Yeah. Okay. He was an L, The fact he told Fury to his face, he don't respect him. He said, no love, no, no love, love, no yeah, respect. I can't do three bouts with yeah, you. But the that only can be all pageantry. I think that they have a mutual respect. They fought each other I don't twice. Care. If you three times. That, this was wild. If you had this to take that role three. publicly, that's right, weak times. to me, bro. Okay, sure. But okay, I mean, but but here's the only thing. I do agree from like a sportsmanship standpoint. I do agree with that. But the only thing that I will bring into question, and so far... Fury is innocent until proven guilty in this regard, but the fight was also delayed for a while before it would start because there was a glove issue in the back. Like, when the fight was supposed to start, the broadcast basically was on delay because Wilder wouldn't come out because he was contesting something with Fury's gloves. So maybe that came from his lack of sportsmanship at the end of that fight came from the fact that he believes Tyson Fury cheated in that fight. And if that gets Uh, proven, if that gets proven to be true, then we'll obviously understand why he does not respect or does not have any love for that of Tyson Fury. But as of right now, optically, I do think it looks bad on Deontay Wilder not being able to take that loss and accept it for what it is. But I think the reason he did that was because he believes that Tyson Fury cheated and there was a glove discrepancy. And he lost and his legacy was on the line. And I mean, the fact is that Tyson Fury is a much better boxer. Yes, he is. And if you go and you you look at a lot of those, like, you know, like big moments, 
It's just like it's funny. It's it's great actually for the sport of boxing because a lot of those big moments, as you can see it most exemplified in the heavyweight division, where here's a little stat for some of you heads: the, uh, in the last like ten years of MMA, especially UFC, the most knockouts have come from check hooks. Mm. So you watch that fight and you see Tyson Fury just. You think maybe he did cheat. Maybe he had dynamite in them gloves because he was barely backpedaling on some check hook shit and just absolutely flooring Deontay Wilder. And you got to know that, like, that is a very difficult thing to generate power and, and precision while you're on the move yeah. and be able to to connect like that. I mean, it's super high level in that world. And and I, I think that that, to me, just illustrated why Fury is just a much better boxer. Well, I, I think I think it was illustrated in the second fight that Fury was the much better boxer than Deontay Wilder, in my opinion. But again... Wilder said there was a, a glove dis, uh, discrepancy then. So maybe this is just Wilder's crutch when he loses yeah. because he doesn't really know how to take losing because he's been knocking everybody out for his yeah. entire career. I don't know. But I, I coming into this, I never felt like Wilder was favored. Did I want to see Wilder win? Sure, because I saw because I saw Fury win the last match. So I felt like, hey, if Wilder wins this one, they got a, they got a tie the first time around. They got a knockout from Fury the second time around. And then if Wilder wins this one, I think we get a Wilder Fury 4. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You know what I mean? I think we would have been able to get to break the tie. It's Both all, of you beat each all, other once I'm sure, and you I'm tied sure they, once. I'm sure and we would have had a Wilder that. Fury 4. And I would have been here for that they personally. They would have loved it too. But now, but now I, I don't it's see no it. Point. It's, it's no, no it's point. Over. Now it's yeah. no point. So for me, that's a lot of the reason I wanted to see Wilder win because I felt like even if he won, all right, we both beat each other once and we also had a tie. So Wilder Fury 4 would have been the tiebreaker, and I would have been here for that, especially after seeing how good of a fight this Wild and Fury 3 matchup was. It was a really good fight. Mm. Was Fury the better boxer? Do I think the better boxer won? Absolutely. But it could have went another way because Wilder knocked him, I mean, knocked him down twice in one round in the fourth round, so it could have went either way, but I do think the better man ended up winning. But had it gone in, in Wilder's favor... Yeah, I would have been here for a Wilder Fury 4, but I just don't think it's going to happen now. On that note, we're going to leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and, and go, go win. So, so breaking news here, just as we, <laughs> literally as we were. <laughs> it's a first, breaking news. Breaking news here, literally as we were recording and ending the recording, we're sitting here in studio, and we find out that Jeff Pash, the NFL's top lawyer, had a cozy relationship with a longtime president of the troubled Washington football team email show. Pash and the executive brokered penalties, discussed the cheerleading scandal, and arranged perks. I'm now going to pass the mic along to D-Boy because he has an article pulled up right now, and he'll be able to speak more to this New York Times piece that was just released. But again, we were just talking about if the NFL is still in deep shit, absolutely they're in deep shit. And it sure is ironic yes. that news continues to break during Monday night football, now during Thursday night football. Night football. Oh. I like how these investigative reporters are moving right now. But, D-Boy, give us more information on what's going on. I bet you do. Yeah, you New York shit. Times again. And when I say breaking news, four minutes ago, breaking news. Wow. For nearly a decade, the president of the Washington football team sent emails to a friend in which he casually joked about Native Americans and racial and political diversity, griped about referees and league initiatives to improve player safety, 
and arranged tickets and perks for his correspondent. He also thanked the man for getting a fine lifted and for understanding the team's thorniest troubles. Oh. That man was Jeff Pash, who, as the longtime general counsel of the NFL and a top advisor to Commissioner Roger Goodell, oh, direct hire. would become responsible for investigating the team that had been run by the very executive he grew close to. Oh, yeah. So they, it's an internal investigation. It, it's janky. Because the, the investigation they is hired on the, the Washington person Football. who was involved with oh, the shit to yep. investigate it. Wow. 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 Well, I mean, the Pat, plot thickens. Pash is gone. More the idiots, plot that's thickens. That's just the opening paragraph. Pash is gone. That's for sure. Wow. But is Goodell gone? I mean, is He's this no more coffin? Pash appeared to engage willingly in the back and forth, sometimes reassuring the Washington executive Bruce Allen, who was with the club from 2009 to 19, not to worry about troubles that would eventually rock the team in the league, including reports about harassment of the club's cheerleaders. That's ugly. It's ugly. Get real ugly. I told you. You know, and that, just, and that just shoots huge holes in, you know, obviously this is like the the support of using these like racist namesakes for teams to be like, oh, we're honoring, you know, we're yeah. honoring these communities. Yeah, Native American by, masketry right, is what you're speaking to. Sure, yeah, that's, that's it. So, yeah, we're honoring these guys. It's like, oh, yeah? Then why is the owner of the team exchanging emails with, you know, like why are, why are executive officials with the team exchanging emails denigrating and making fun of the exact same thing that you're quote-unquote honoring? Furthermore, I'm not going to read it verbatim, but it's also talks of um, the NFL publicly finding the Washington football team, 15,000 and numbers like that, publicly, and then them going to him and the penalties of the fines being like rescinded, five basically. Rescinded. Oh they're being rescinded, <laughs> and they're not publicizing that part of it. Yeah. So they'll make it look like they're, they'll look like they're penalizing systemic. somebody, and they're getting that 15 bands right systemic, back. Oh, that Baked makes, into the again, program you from guys day are right one. in regards to this makes it a lot more NFL-ish. Yeah. Then it does, John Gruden. Well, I got to give that yeah. credit to to. to I, I know it was coming. It. He had it. I knew it was coming, and I I should have known that it was coming on Thursday night football because <laughs> the last New York Times report came on Monday night and football. They ask, already have. They got this whole thing staggered yeah. out. Say, say, we'll hear more yeah. news try, on try Sunday. To say goodbye and then to your we'll, auntie on Sunday at church because there's going to be some crap yeah, breaking out. Absolutely, absolutely. They're staggering this thing out. Makes it. Go away now. Like, does it shut up now? No, it doesn't. No, no. it's just no. getting started. Yeah. It's just getting, this is just the beginning. They have so, they're going to stagger We've this thing out, man. At least begun. that's the pattern that they're on right now. They're going to, st so Sunday, we'll probably get a little bit more. Monday, we'll probably get a little bit more. Next Thursday, we'll probably get a little bit. We're gonna. They're you won't gonna hear a peep on Tuesday or Wednesday. I can wow. promise you that. You yeah. won't hear a peep on Tuesday or Wednesday. You can rest easy knowing there ain't nothing coming that day. Damn. Jeez. But Monday, Breaking Thursday, moves. Sunday. You here know what, we are. dude? I, I bet you do love the way that these investigative journalists are moving right now because they are. They on the ball. Haymakers right hay now. Haymakers. They're on the ball, and, and obviously, I 100% support journalism as a whole. So I love investigative journalists' work, even though I'm not necessarily one. I, I have an appreciation for it. You know, working for a publication where we do investigative journalism and a lot of things of that nature. So I have a huge respect. I actually wish I could be. I think I could be, but I'm just not. I wish I would love to get into investigative journalism at some point in my career. In a, I haven't gotten there in quite a roundabout yet. way. I've done a little bit. I've interviewed and done different things, but I kind of in, in a roundabout be. way. 
with this segment right now, you just became one. Nah, I'm giving the credit to the to the art to the journalist sure, that broke sure, the news. Sure, until yeah. you start getting texts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was that was hot, fresh off yeah, the press. Fresh until off you the press. start getting them texts yeah. first. Yeah, it was fresh off the press for sure. Well, so I know how we gonna do it. We still leaving y'all the only way that we know how, and that's to stay woke on and go, go win. stay woke and go, go win. Go baby. win, baby. <laughs> Damn.